First of all, don't tell me what to do. And I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. Ding dong. Hello? Yes, y'all are live from the missile silo, son. It's the livest one representing HMG to the fullest. Belts I pull us. Infidels be ducking when Hamid be bucking. And we're back here ready to light the fuse. The nanothermite's in place. Ready to drop down and explode on AEW Dynamite. Channelattitude.com. Hamid Media Group. AEW Review. How you doing? Y'all Oh, yes, 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 y'all. Good to see you back in action here. I know RBV is at the Trizac uh, with all the Rizats and uh, he's trying to get hooked up on the Wi-Fi, and he's got the link, so we'll see if he is able to make that work. He's a working man, dude. You know, he's uh, trying to do all he can uh, locally promotion and use his great talent uh, as an announcer there to, at his uh, day gig at the racetrack and Still get it in here with HMG, and sometimes technical difficulties arise. And uh, I wouldn't mind clocking in and clocking out here because uh, I just uh, had a great show with uh, Billy Ray Valentine. Did the Friday locker room again. Uh, awesome shows all week. I'm uploading right now everything from Impact Attack, Next Level Review, the SmackDown Live Review, and uh, what else was in there? rampage i can't remember oh on friday locker room uh so uh all your shows coming again this week uh coming at you so you'll have plenty uh throughout the weekend to catch up on hmg style but appreciate you guys checking us out live here ben i mean youtube channel twitch.tv slash homie media i didn't do the aew self-help group last night uh, because i was hanging out with renee dupree on his patreon cafe de renee uh it was a good time man we had about 90 watcher along with us there and that's pretty damn good for just launching his patreon but <laughs> but he's an over guy you know and uh, we had a lot of laughs man uh really good to kind of cultivate those old school ovw uh just kind of not, not friendships at that point but acquaintances you know what i mean he was at a far uh higher on the Richter scale uh, point than uh, I was in my career making waves. So <clears throat> it was, uh, it was cool, man, uh, to, to do that crossover and working with K100, always a great time as well, hanging out there and uh, with the WCW legends, man, and, uh, and Feeney. So HMG making the rounds, you know, and, and as always Russo brand, uh, you know, how could I forget, man? Master shoot theater was a lot of fun this week. I mean, as it is every week, that's like the highlight of my life <laughs> performance wise and, uh, and having Stevie back, that means everything with him and Vince. So, uh, we're just going hard in the paint, man. And I'll be in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, uh, this Saturday for great Northern wrestling, uh, making my debut there, the conspiracy horseman ready to invade hacker, Hameen GGP in the house, as well as uh, Kevin Sullivan, a very evil son of a bitch. I can't wait to learn a couple things from. Uh, and uh, James Storm, Cowboy James Storm, I already beat that infidel uh, in a shitty six man. But, uh, <laughs> or did we win? I can't remember. Maybe I got knocked out and forgot, uh, allegedly. So, uh, West Briscoe, Aces and Eights in the house, uh, all that kind of stuff, man. So, it's going to be a big time up there in Ottawa and Canada. So, looking forward to crossing over and bringing the, the 
we we only did that uh, the, <laughs> the conspiracy horseman. I hate to even lead people on that way, but when GGP and I are together, it's the horseman, no doubt. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it should be a, a good weekend and uh, finish out the week strong here. I got to teach wrestling practice at Upstate Wrestling Experience tonight, and we had a great practice with nine uh, nine people there last week. And, you know, it's uh, just going full speed ahead, everything, all the time. But uh, last night had a little bit of a, a shake-up. Um, I, I just want to put – I don't want to <laughs> – get lawsuit for dispelling anybody's product here, but, uh, you know, life happens and you got to answer the call for family. My brother and sister-in-law got shocked, shocked me, a shock master, uh, by their sleep number bed and, uh, had to be taken by ambulance, uh, to, to the ER just to get all checked out and, you know, defibrillated out to make sure everything was good. But I just wanted to let people know if you're got one of those, maybe you might want to, check it out and see what's going on because something shorted in theirs and, and, uh, it wasn't, you know, a full, uh, Marty McFly getting blown across the, uh, <laughs> the room from the amp, but, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, and there, there, I looked it up. There was some recalls in 2017, 2018 for that too. So, uh, I was up late, didn't get in till about one 30 in the morning. So <laughs> we were on about four hours sleep getting back at it today. So I'm a little bit punchy. And we still got a long day to go with wrestling practice, uh, teaching these kids how to do it, man. You know, uh, so whether RBV shows up or not, the HMG uh, unit soldiers are in the house, man. But uh, I am running on fumes. So tomorrow we're going to have to rebuild back better, stronger. Uh, Dark side caster Benny Three Belts is in the fucking his house. You know it, man. It's been uh, it's like I said. When we're all been going hard uh, in the paint uh, here at HMG, the production crew, the social media crew, the loyalists and all the watch alongs, man. And to go back up to Canada post pandemic and put in that work and bring back the crossfire heavyweight title. And then all the work we've put in here for over a decade in uh two CW dynasty and immortal and uh, having some, uh, some just unbelievable moments. And then to have a lot of my family and friends there that uh, have known me my whole life. And then uh, to be in the ring for 45 minutes, <laughs> a new record for uh, Ben Hameen at age 45, uh, only to, uh, you know, have the hands of fire uh, do what they do best in a little Hayu kick on uh, eight bars, Mike Skyros, the moonlight sun. And uh, somehow his face caught on fire and uh, I came home with the heavyweight championship. And as always the sons of Allah, Bin Hameen, Blaze Haram, your tag team champions and immortal forever and ever. Well, 911 day run, probably. <laughs> so, yalla, man. Uh, but rib myself because guess what? You got belts, you got to defend belts. <laughs> so, the competition's only going to get uh, more serious, man, with the uh, top contenders, uh, super heavyweights coming for those heavyweight titles. And, uh, and Blaze Haram and I, man, uh, we're just going to keep sharpening our swords. Sons of Allah. New Sons of Allah shirt idea I've got coming to off of Sons of Anarchy. So I got to do more graphic design. And Horseshoe Genetics uh, bottle labels should be arriving via UPS tomorrow. Uh, so, man, just uh, so much so much creative stuff going on here all the time uh, in, the, in the studio. And I'm, I'm thankful for it and thankful to be on the road with 
referee sideburns and beating the shit out of him and getting paid to do it. It's always a good time. But uh, shout out to all my Bearcats out there. We didn't have any Bearcats sighting last night, did we? If you watched AEW, I didn't see a Bearcat. I was a little, a bit distracted because we were hanging with the chat uh, on Cafe de Renee's uh, Patreon there. And uh, so, you know, no hip hop for us and just a lot of good brother talk. So uh, it was a good time there, man. But uh, I didn't, I don't think I saw a bear cat last night. I didn't, I didn't. Uh, y'all, uh, Toronto, smack some of the yellow off of those uh, Canucks teeth. You got it. Uh, I'll definitely go up there. I'll slap Ron Hawkins right in his face. I'll be the new uh, lead singer of the tragically hip and uh, we'll get all the bare naked ladies we want up there in Toronto, man. There's no doubt about that. Uh, dark side caster. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I'm not just trying to bury Horowitz and be proud because all this is, not possible without the HMG community to to hold me up and, and hold me to a a standard that uh, keeps me on my schedule. You know what I mean? And keeps uh, my life filled with either cannabis, uh, wrestling, Wu-Tang, <laughs> or uh, Canadians, it seems lately. And at this point, some gold, man. And uh, that's pretty uh, good blessing when those are all your passions and, and what give you enjoyment in life, uh, you know, uh, aside from the dogs of war and the wives, you know what I mean? But uh, they all fit in right there, man. So I'm, I'm very uh, feeling good right now. So knock on wood, things keep going the way they are. And, and you guys keep supporting everything we got going on. Even new episode of the consultants is out uh, on patreon.com slash Hameen media group. Yeah, that's me. Uh, ben Hameen and Kevin Sullivan equal pure evil. I like that. <laughs> I like that for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, dark side caster wants some of that sour diesel, man. Go to horseshoegenetics.com right now. You can get sour diesel seeds, sour patch seeds as well. A lot of, uh, exclusive hybrids. So, uh, doing big things, man. And I know we got people in Philly that are doing some scouting for us on the ground level, uh, looking for the right venue that the right price, uh, for possible Stevie mania, but, I doubt this guy's ever going to accept the fight, but hopefully regardless, we can get everybody there. Even if it's just a podcast thing to, for a milestone in our lifetimes to make a moment together as HMG, as K100, as uh, cafe, Darren, a, as everybody, you know, as a uh, rip Rogers podcast and we can, and meet with all, uh, you know, everybody just converge there. So uh, but a boxing match would be nice as well. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? Uh, so we're, we're just, uh, you know, looking towards the future with all positivity and, uh, and keeping everything growing, man. And it's the foundation of the fan base with the Hami media discussion. Group. Group. Kicking ass all the time. And I saw the new pick'em challenges up there to kick off the season post WrestleMania. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, group. what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's a good time in there. Big memes, uh, big Ray memes, uh, sports updates from William Alicia, uh, El Plaza ranting on people, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and just a, a good time for uh, watch-alongs and, and those threads. And But the, the pick-em challenges are, are just an awesome way to interact and, and keep a score of all the WWE premium live events that are going on. So... Definitely looking forward to get my picks in. I got to do that. That's another thing. Add that, add that to the list. We got to get in the goddamn discussion group and put our picks in for backlash. Okay. Hey, bot, who you picking in black backlash? Deuce. All right. 
but yeah, definitely a, a good time to join it and get in because now is the new season for the pick'em challenges as the points accrue throughout the year overall. So no better time to just uh, get accepted into the group than now. Group. I fucking heard group. That. Okay. How will you fucking stop? I'm trying to stop. I'm addicted to the roadcaster, buddy. Um, y'all So, like I said, I was kind of checked in and checked out, having a good time uh, with Renee uh, watching it. But there's a couple headlines we didn't cover on the Friday locker room. Um, and this one interests me because this is a guy I I hold in pretty high esteem as a worker. And I've put over that even as a very young worker, uh, that Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes booked by Al Snow, uh, which you can check out on Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head exclusively at channelattitude.com, Russo brand, uh, was one of the greatest programs I'd ever seen booked and carried out in my life of watching wrestling, dude. And, you know, Cody's obviously got the lineage, um, but they were best friends in real life. And it really played out in such a great way of crossing over and, and how well they stuck to kayfabe and how much the diehard OVW audience was into it, you know, and that a blood feud mixed with titles and, and spotlight and nepotism and, and just like so many things that were all tied into it. Al did an unbelievable job at booking it over a course of it. I think it went longer than a year, to be honest with you. And, uh, and those guys at a very young age just were fucking phenomenal, bro. Just in carrying it out was great. So I've been, uh, a Sean Spears mark since uh, we were training there, dude. And, to to see the perfect 10 thing and, uh, you know, that could have carried him to the top and then they kind of get start stopped. And then to kind of play second fiddle uh, to a lot of, of, you know, guys in, in AEW, but you know, there are no small parts and, and Spears can get the most out of it. I think Hager's doing the same thing right now. We're, we're all cut from the same cloth. Can I, can I take no bumps and make money? Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but Sean Spears returned to AEW last month after taking some time away from the ring and the 42 year old wrestler is coming back with a renewed look outlook on his career. Speaking to WrestleZone, uh, Spears stated that he's now less concerned with being at the top of the card than he once might've been. He says, uh, pop up from wrestling, whether or not I'm going to be highlighted coming back. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I think my role is pretty set in AEW. I don't care anymore. I want to go out and have banger matches. Former Pinnacle member then stated there are a number of performers he wants to get in the ring with as the, his time as a wrestler wrestler winds down. Uh, Spears named all of his uh, former Pinnacle stablemates as possible opponents. Pinnacle, I forgot that was even a fucking thing, right? Uh, as well as Switchblade Jay White, the AEW star also discussed what uh, changes fans might expect for his storylines going forward. He says, I'm going to be a little more selfish in regards to what I can control, Spears continued, a lot of the things that you see on TV going forward come from me. Win, lose, or draw, it was probably my idea. Fuck yes, I like that. Uh, according to Spears, wrestlers can only control so much in the wrestling business, and trying to fight against that only creates stress. Instead of that, Spears wants to get as much enjoyment as he can from wrestling in the time he has left and pass down what he's learned to the next generation of performers. Well, I mean, that's a, a that's a damn good write-up, too. Who wrote that? Nick Miller. I'll, I'll put you over on that one. That was a good write-up. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, th that last part is what the perplexing part is. 
wrestlers can only control so much in the wrestling business and trying to fight against that only creates stress. That's where the whole mentality of improvisation changes the game because fighting against is no, but, and why I I'm going to shut you down, justify your idea and convince me as opposed to li actively listening and saying, yes. And yes, I hear what you're saying. And I, I would do it this way or, and I could think I could see things going that way and we can incorporate these people. And now we're working in a group mindset. You know, it was coming. Fuck. Group. Group. And the group mind is everything when you're doing art by committee. And there's a, there's a absolutely an, uh, a skill set in training group mind and active listening skills that are still not even close to being incorporated into pro wrestling where it would absolutely benefit the most. Uh, and I, it sometimes, you know, at the end of your career, you gotta be a little selfish <laughs> in politic for your own stuff, for your own legacy on the way out. You know, I'm not saying it's the way out, but it's uh, definitely 16 years of, doing long-term business in blood blood feud storylines that didn't revolve around a belt for me and uh that's lended to my credibility to get to a point to do a little bit more of what i want to do on the way to help make somebody on the way out because you win these things chances are you're gonna lose them and it's how you lose them or how you get over or what story you're telling uh that is really gonna echo with the people and Sean Spears should have been utilized more in every company that he's been in as a top guy. It, it, it was actually developmental OVW where I think he was used best. I wasn't there for FCW, so I can't gauge that. NXT, good too. But um, yeah, man, I hope he does stand up for his business and go, no, this is what we're doing. Because even when he came back and did the cameo in the crowd with the signs where he's holding up the numbers on the high spots and shit like that, I like that. Let him fuck with the high spot, guys. Because Spears can go out and, and tactical wrestle and, and do uh, next to nothing except for crowd work and get over. Yeah. Frank, uh, I'm with you. The perfect 10 gimmick was over with me. The Stooge report I heard is that because it was his and they didn't come up with it, that's why it got half-ass buried. So, like Steve is saying, you get over, but don't get too over because then you're going to chop you down. You know what I mean? Because you don't get over without us. It's uh, the twisted carny world of wrestling, bro. It really is a, a twisted mafia. But uh, I hope that that type of claiming his spot on the sheets rings out and the guys want to do business for Spears because I've never seen him treat anybody badly that he would. And I don't know. I can't remember the update on uh, oh, Iconics, his lady there, uh, if they uh, if they had a baby or not or – you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. So maybe he wants to spend some dad time, obviously getting out of the ring and not punching your bump card so you can play with your little kids is probably an important thing to him because he's a smart human being. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but a guy like that <laughs> would love to see him on WWE commentary. That absolutely would be a fucking phenomenal commentator, bro. Uh, and a hundred other different things where he would have great booking ideas. He's uh, definitely uh, a very talented individual. So we'll see. I hope the stars align for him. I was happy to see that headline. Get your spears. Um, Tony Khan announces 43,000 tickets sold in ongoing AEW pre-sale. 
the password required for pre-sale for tickets to AEW All In on August 27th at Wembley Stadium started on Tuesday and quickly made headlines when in excess of 35,000 tickets were reportedly sold, the number creeping up to 36,000 by the time AEW boss Tony Khan confirmed it on Twitter on Wednesday, Khan tweeted another update. After 32 hours of pre-sale, the event had passed 43,000 tickets sold for a gate so far of $5.7 million U.S. Um, wow. My hat's off to him. Well, my hat's on, but uh, I tip my hat to him. Uh, pre-sale, August 27th show, and you got the house half sold. I don't care if it's indies or not. That's fucking impressive, man. And uh, they haven't even announced matches. Um, obviously, there's, there should be some big surprises. I, I lay out some of my ideas on a Friday locker room. So if you're listening now and you're not a subscriber to channelattitude.com, uh, Hami Media Group, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but, uh, you know, I did see, uh, you know, trolls going to troll and, uh, cockbetting.com, uh, uh, out there was, uh, yeah, deuce, bring up cock betting and see, uh, what that dumb son of a bitch is saying again, uh, was getting back into it with, uh, everybody online saying my, uh, people at Wembley, it's only a stage three, not a stage two hurricane or whatever the follower they judge shit. I don't know on ticket sales. And uh, the numbers just keep going up and this dumb motherfucker has got to eat shit again. So did he say yes? Did anybody check in? Did he say yes yet? Or no, is he going to do it? He's not going to do it. He's going to do it. No, maybe. No. Okay. That's what I thought. Don't be a stupid bitch. No. Yeah, Allah. Um, nice tattoos, dick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's get to the shizzo. Why not? Let's gizzo. I'm like I said, it was a it was a late night last night, an electrifying show in the ER with my uh, kid brother, Hoopdilla uh, the Butcher, in there. He's doing some of that hardcore FMW bed work and shocked himself. Uh, I'm not famous enough. That's fine. Well, I'm was going to rent the spot and pay for his plane ticket and give him all the spotlight he wants WrestleMania weekend, make have his own WrestleMania moment. I mean, that's not enough for him. I mean, being surrounded by W by not uh, being surrounded by WCW legends, the greatest WWE writer of all time at, at Stevie mania in a spotlight where he's the main event. That's not enough for him. What's he want to work Roman? <laughs> You fucking touch hole. Oh, great stuff. Oh, just exposed over and over and over again. You got to love it. Uh, AEW results, dynamite results, MJF and Guevara versus Darby Allen and Jungle Bizoy and uh, Roderick Strong also debuts. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Orange Cassidy bandito and adam cole what do they have in common well they're in a shitty six against roderick strong uh oh and adam, adam cole and roger strong oh this is a shitty eight in an elite eight uh and jericho and the appreciation society or the jericho appreciation society couldn't have got that more wrong let's try it again orange cassidy bandito adam cole and roderick strong versus the jericho appreciation society that's all right take two um yeah what roddy looking like wolverine you know uh definitely got that five o'clock shadow and uh electrified hair look himself there 
you know, the guy's a 20 year pro. He's been <laughs> doing this uh, and in eight man's easy for him, especially when he's going to shine on, uh, on his way out. But there was a lot of big, big stuff in this. Uh, Hager was going all out, man, taking big buckles, big Jake. I mean, Jake doesn't have to work that much. He's been, you know, kind of an in the pocket player or, you know, an enforcer figure or get the purple hat thing over. But Jake was letting it go tonight, man, in this opener. He was taking big buckles and really uh, going full force on here. But before the match begins, Jericho makes his way out with the new Britt Baker T-shirt on. So there's heat right there, right? So I'm glad that he they leaned into it because controversy creates cash, whatever this, you know, blowback from all these uh, super pussies. That, I mean, the shirt does look like an abused woman's photo that would be used on a, uh, you know, when I'd be riding the red line home and look over and be like, are you an abused woman? Call 1-800-Jericho Appreciation Society or whatever. But, uh, you know, the, that's the blowback. I can't see people wanting to buy that and wear it around, but Jericho used it for heat. So it got over and it can be just a, uh, you know, it'll just be a, a little wrestle crap tick in time. You know, remember when that shirt came out? Whatever. Um... Uh, but that angers Adam Cole. He he's uh, he's upset that Jericho would dare put that shirt on from AEWshop.com. Yeah, uh, his group. Then uh, Deuce, you get cock betting up there yet? God damn it! What's the over under on seven inches? Yeah, uh, his group then uh, gets into the ring to square off with their opponents as it's Roderick Strong and Daniel Garcia that start with a de- debuting star. You get the best of things in a series of strike, and then Cole's brought in. Uh, they kick it up, uh, attack Garcia. There's like a shotgun finish in the, in the middle of the match, which I just told my students this of like, they call it a shotgun finish because it should be the finish because you're never really going to take them higher than boom, 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 and everybody powers out to the fi- first guy comes back in, and you hit him, but they did it. And then he kicks out and it's a falsy. So it's a shotgun falsy, not a shotgun finish. Some places they call it a waterfall. OVW, I was thought shotgun. Um, shotgun pump action. Uh, however, the distraction allows Angela Parker to tag in and he eats a pump kick. And that was a fucking pump kick. As uh, Bandito enters, then all eight men wind up in the ring as the encounter breaks down in a huge brawl. Hager gets the best Orange Cassidy, as he should. Uh, the ring, uh, as he turns around with a DDT reversal, uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy hits a reversal, uh, spike DDT on Jake Hager. I guess being an Oklahoma fucking D1 All-American, never saw it coming. Uh, however, the international champion uh, attempts to dive outside, and uh, Hager catches him and slams him to the ring post uh, after a knee strike from Garcia, but they're taken bound by Bandito getting his shit in. Um, but strong comes in, cleans house, backbreakers, uh, all this kind of shit. And then Cassie and Bandito dive out, wipe out everybody on the outside until, uh, with another, until Cole hits the boom on the Menard for the win. I'm going, what Adam Cole's getting the, the win here. Cause the business is the debut of Roddy strong, even though he cleans house to clean the way for Luke Skywalker, I would have. I would have gone the other way. It's the guy's debut match after he came in and wrecked shop on everybody last week. The the four guys took out three guys. Then Roddy Strong comes in and takes out all four guys. Okay. And here he can't get the win. It's Adam Cole's win. I'm just going, 
what's what's going on man what's going on uh pop here lab rat with some points uh jericho turning into mama fratelli uh from the goonies um points uh let's see here then uh after the match cole charges jericho uh into the set behind the commentary table and attacks until security pulls apart i didn't see any indie workers i know it was a, a pretty damn live crowd and a bigger crowd last night uh in the house at aew uh i don't know if it was the arena they were in but they, there was uh some butts in some seats there last night man so uh yeah well, um yeah, the, also, yeah, for Papadon, uh, check out the new Force Order. You guys actually got a new, an episode I got to upload of that and uh, Garden of Eden on the uh, Hameen Media Podbean. So uh, what would it be, uh, podbean.com? No, hameenmedia.podbean.com. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, but uh, new Force Order will be up there as well as probably two episodes of the Garden of Evil, not Garden of Eden uh so with uh, dr jeff Lippman, so check that out if you want some more free podcasts those will be uh free content up there but uh may the fourth be with all star wars star wars nerds out there man tired bro um out there out where a galaxy far far away down there jack perry and darby allen are interviewed backstage as perry says things have uh they have things they have in common like they bust their asses and they've never headlined a pay-per-view and all and darby allen agrees that is it uh and he doesn't care how they get there tonight at showtime jericho is then shown telling security to get rid of cole but Britt baker turns up and slaps him in the face five dollars please uh then the blackpool combat yeah that stuff with darby and jack perry was dumb bro like it's like cut to sophomore acting drama class and with no stakes whatsoever and i respect you and tonight's the night yeah tonight's the night instead of giving me character where i would have jungle jack perry turned up i would have lockers every time he comes back and he's in he smashes the locker and he puts his head against it and he's like oh those guys those goddamn guys again but tonight it's gonna be us brandon i mean darby allen and we're gonna get those guys right after the peach pit closes and geez i don't know geez i don't know jungle jack perry you're you're you my friend yeah i'm your friend well then we're gonna do it and then cut to anna jay and all them in a very 90210 kind of way um but that's stylized character and you know instead get me the big dinosaur guy uh yeah so then the Blackpool Combat Club are then shown where Brian Danielson claims he's better than Bret Hart ever was. Well, that's right off the Bret Hart heat, right, of talking shit about uh, Mox and everybody like that and the spot monkey stuff. Uh, there will be wrestlers in the future better than him because of what he built, which is the difference between them and the elite. John Moxley says he should thank them for sharpening them. He believes that uh, there was a time when the the elite was innovative, but next week in a steel cage, he has new tools and new weapons to show Kenny Omega. Hey, check out my screw gun. Um, yeah, man. Um, the shot at Brett had me thinking, like Brett taking those shots at them kind of unpaid is also weird business. Like what Brett's saying isn't wrong <laughs> about the work and, and the level of work. But if I if if I was if it was I who had the deep pockets like Tony does, 
I would dig in them and have Brett be my ambassador for Wembley Stadium. And maybe that was Brett working, talking shit, and this is all a work. Because uh, on the Friday locker room, I laid out, how about Team Brett Hart of workers that he puts together from around the world to face Blackpool Combat Club? And the pop Brett would get just being in Wembley is worth paying him $250,000 to be there just for that alone, to make the moment, you know what I mean? And if he was talking that shit and we are like, hmm, maybe it's true, maybe it's a work shoot, but even if it's, if it's a shoot, let's get some mileage out of it and let Brett put together Harry Smith, um, I don't care who else you want, Will Ospreay, uh, whoever from Japan, uh fucking and and a player to be named later you know and and then you got something that's going to help draw because we haven't even announced a major match yet you know you're going to have soraya with something going over big there just so she can have her moment and um punk and omega would be a good one or punk and ftr versus the the elite and then i would do an eight man with fucking those guys man the the card could shape up and brett could be a a big draw in selling out those 90,000, especially with his fan base in Germany. So interesting, interesting stuff there, but we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brett and the, and the Owen Hart tournament stuff too. Yeah. Tyson kid, Todd Brantley says another good, good choice there. I'm not sure how uh, his neck is or what he's able to do, but in an eight man, you should be able to do selective stuff and be fine. Uh, then we get Soraya versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, not really good here, man. Uh, Soraya has just been, I think, out of the ring a long time. And uh, you can't wrestle once every, <sighs> when was her last singles? I know she's done some shitty sick stuff or just run-ins and things like that. But I- I'm not trying to judge anybody because I- I'm just saying this from experience. If I don't wrestle for two months and I got to go back and have a match, now that I'm working UWE, it's different because I'm in the ring, you know, twice a week more than I usually would be. And my body's feeling it for sure. But because they're green as fuck, those kids, but uh, (laughs) we're getting them better. They're doing good. Uh, But if you're not training that and doing that, your footwork is going to be very hot wheels and uh the strikes just didn't look good and and we were going super slow and kind of lumbering around, which I was, you know, a bit critical on myself of that after being in the ring for 45 minutes is like, uh, I stopped kind of trying to be athletic a couple times when I should have been, should have been aware of it, but sweat was in my eyes and I was dying uh, inside. No, not really. I was worried about smashing a fireball in somebody's face. Uh, she follows with a big chop and a running clothesline, but the outcasts are out there and they distract the official, distract the official, which allows Soraya to hit a boot to the face and a flurry of knee strikes on Willow Nightingale. Dumps her to the floor. Heels get their heat on the outside. Everybody looks at Tony Storm's butt. And then uh, Nightingale fires back up with a big boot and a spine buster. Soraya kicks out. I was like, dude, this girl just got cleared. We're hitting spine busters on her and she's got a fused neck. Okay. The Englishman responds herself with a nightcap, but uh, which is ironically, uh, you know, her shoot last name or whatever their work name was, the Knights. But this time it's Nightingale kicking out. While she is knocked, uh, shocked, Nightingale then hits a Death Valley driver. Storm distracts the official only to get pounced as she then knocks Storms off the apron. Uh, however, the distraction is too much, and Soraya drops Nightingale with good night for the win.
Uh, Soraya Knight is your winner. Building momentum, I'm sure, throughout the summer as we get to that. But, uh, you know, I, I would like to see uh, Serena return and face Soraya because that's who I would believe could get the best match out of her in front of her hometown. And Serena, but Soraya right now is a heel, even though she they're going to get a baby face pop. I don't know why they've got her in the outcast doing flipping off the camera, trying to get heel heat when we should be building her as a baby with, with wins like that, even though that was a heel distraction, we should be having her win and uh, having her go over uh, so she can have her big crying moment at Wembley stadium. But when she does it as a heel, it's not going to make any sense. What I know. Uh, after the match, the group attacks Nightingale until Hikaru Shida, remember her, makes her return, but it ends uh, uh, up siding with the outcast. However, as they celebrate, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker turn up, and it's all a ploy. Shida sprays the paint into Soraya's face, and then she begins attacking them all with her kendo stick as she spray paints Al onto him. So it was, I'm going to run in for the save. Just kidding, I'm really a heel. Just kidding, I'm really a baby face that duped you to get close for retribution. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. What are we doing with these girls trying to play on that level? Like, that's we got to tell simple stories, yo. We got to tell simple stories. Uh, the House of Black are then showing a video package in the Chiascuro lighting, and it looks really good. Uh, they welcome up, welcome us to the open house. No shortcuts, no escapes, no mercy. That's... That's what we train here at, uh, you know, House of Black Elementary School. Welcome to our open house, parents. Uh, your kids will be taught no shortcut. There is no escape, and we will show them no mercy. Uh, any three competitors teaming up can challenge, but there are rules. The 22nd countouts, no rope escapes, and DQ is enforced with dealer's choice, as they say, come one, come all, but the house always wins. So, you can be DQ'd in a battle royal because of bringing a weapon in, I guess, is what would be it. But that doesn't stop people. Um, 20 second count outs, I guess, would be the DQ. So, because it, it's weird. And just because I wasn't listening to that promo, I was talking to Renee about what we thought of, you know, how they fucked up Tyler Black 15 ways to Sunday with tons of money written on him and three restarts and great cartoons and Illuminati Satanism and. Still couldn't get it over. Not, 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 not all on his fault by any means. Um, but then all these teams start coming out. We're like, what the fuck is this? And then a, it's a tag team battle royal. Yeah, out of nowhere. And, you know, Billy Gunn looks like a god in there amongst everybody else. And uh, there's a, it, it was a good battle royal, though. There was a couple spots with... Uh, I think uh, Commander or Vikingo and all them walking the ropes and stuff like that. And uh, Powerhouse Hobbs looked like a beast too. But then all of a sudden they go to throw Hobbs out and he shit cans himself. And you could tell they weren't even on him. He just thought they were light. It was like sad trombone, dude. Like the biggest guy gets double tossed and they didn't even have his, their hands on him. And it, it just looked kind of cringy. Um but everybody's in it, you know, uh, from Davari and, and that whole crew uh, from uh, Evil Uno and Dark Order and everybody, as well as the, the Acclaimed. Luchas are in there. Butcher Blade, Kip Sabian, 
And what I liked about this is, is kind of how I agented the uh, Royal Rumble for us. I'm not a fan of spot stuff. We got a couple spot guys in it and we need to, and on TV, you need to know who you're eliminating. So they, they have to have all that down, but I just rather have big bastards. Well, as big as I can get them fighting and being on their feet and trying to eliminate people and you rake the eyes to get out or somebody comes and saves you and you just switch partners and go dance with somebody else. and slowly we get down to the final four and that's when you go into whatever your finish is going to be right so they did a lot of that where it was just kind of think called on the fly and, and guys needed to know who they were eliminating and i like the way it was worked just a lot of on the feet stuff because you're kind of an idiot if you're hitting spots in a royal rumble especially knockout spots let's just say a michinoku driver well now you're down on the mat and i'm not here to pin you so the object is to get you over the top rope. So I got to pick your big ass up off the ground and then try and throw you while you're half knocked out. It's not an easy task. I'd re- you should be trying to use people's momentum against them or multiple people to eliminate and people being on their feet, picking their legs up and getting them over. It's called working the gimmick of the match. But WWE bastardized it so much with some of their great talent like a John Morrison or an Xavier Woods that it becomes a spot fest. And there's nothing I hate more than when the spot's coming and everybody's down in the corner. And as they say, stay small, they're holding onto the ropes and we're just waiting. So everyone can see the spot happening in the middle of the ring. It looks so stupid and phony. And they didn't do that in here. And I was, I was very impressed to watch that because I, I would have thought they would have, to be honest with you, with as many spot guys they have. Now they did run some spots, but I think, Really, Billy Gunn might have agented this because he's into the end. The acclaim goes over, and um, it, it was a big, like, uh, bar fight style, and I liked it. So a uh, big, big pop with all three acclaim guys in at the end. So it was uh, a good moment and uh, kind of weird out of nowhere, just thrown together. Maybe I missed something in the storyline last week, but uh, Battle Royal, what are you going to do? Uh, I might open the show with it. Then Wardlow competes out. He comes with uh, double A uh, and squashes uh, a a guy pretty quickly there. Um, Wardlow goes over. Before that, MJF approaches Sammy Guevara, says he left him last week as the car was empty. Oh, we, we get these, like, dude. These sappy promos that are just, like, way overwritten in play wrestling um is 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 rough to watch man like i i get that the entire game is that it's a tongue-in-cheek that mjf is friends with sammy because they're both heels and they both put each over in a sickeningly cute way and you're just waiting for mjf to turn his back to leave sammy out to dry so they can go what you left me out to dry and ha 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 i'm a heel didn't you know never uh trust a scorpion right uh and uh, frog and the scorpion shit. It just it, the the acting is so tongue in cheek and so low level, and we're not playing to the height of our characters' emotional or intellectual intelligence. And these scenes could have been written at a much higher level. And it's making fun of wrestling when you do this kind of stuff. And it's almost disrespectful to the business, in my opinion, because both of them are much more capable. Uh, than that and that game was played out 
not not played out like uh in a bad way but like uh they were playing the game of the scene but it wasn't to the height where we should have had it at uh yeah and then they kiss each they like kissing each other on the forehead because why not add more some homoeroticism into wrestling i guess rolling around greased up with men in your underwear with boots on wasn't enough we gotta do some intimate forehead kisses Kenny Omega and Don Callis are shown backstage showcasing the scar on his head that Moxley caused. He thinks about him every day, and he remembers that Moxley might have been the heaviest hands, but in a battle of wills between those hands and uh, these hands, and get these hands, his brain and Omega's talent, Moxley loses every time, and he'll find that out next week. Omega says we all know Moxley can fight, and he might make him bleed, but he will not be the one left standing, and it ends next week wrestling promo yeah wardlow appears to face enhancement talent drops him with a clothesline before a power bomb, bomb symphony begins Ooh, ooh uh, i got a cough hot job and drink after the match he says he hasn't broken a sweat and he knows there's a guy back there Looking to cut the line, he demands the TNT Championship open challenge. He calls out Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. The veteran answers the call and trash talks the fans. He says he could send his right-handed destruction down to take the title right now if he wanted it to happen, but it's not going to happen in Baltimore. Cage says the title shot doesn't belong to Luchasaurus. It belongs to him. Swerve. All right. I like it. Uh, speaking of, we haven't seen Swerve Scott in the, uh, D block, uh, Peckerwoods, have we? We haven't seen those guys in a long time. Shout out Bearcats. Let's get a Bearcat up there. And, uh, Renee and I did not take an official title tally last night. So I'm not sure if, uh, there was an official number or not, or we're just going to have to miss that metric this week. Oh shit. 33 strong here live. Ben, I mean, YouTube channel. Shout out to all my uh subscribers uh thank you guys but uh, always love seeing 33 down to 32 ricky starks and juice robinson gig gig um jeff jarrett and his group are then so they, they announced this match and then they cut to this but jeff jarrett and are shown at the briscoe farm i popped huge bro this is good stuff man um character work we've seen the briscoe promos from the chicken farm before this family's been through so much, but let's go back there and do something fun and bring some fun to wrestling from there. And the Jarrett Posse show up there and <laughs> they're wearing overalls and doing all the country shit, backyard sing-alongs and the Giants wearing overalls and Sanjay is, it, it popped me, bro. Um, but he says, uh, Papa Briscoe even shows up, says, Tell us uh, to keep an eye on the rest of those clowns, even though he knows Jay Lethal's okay. Lethal then challenges FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. But, uh, dude, Jared's about to sing about Papa Briscoe, and he turns up to tell his son he had to, to keep an eye on them boys. Uh, I just like that they kept that world going. That's big respect to Jay Briscoe. And that's truly saying yes and. What worked? The Briscoe Chicken Farm promos. Can it handle comedy? Yes, it absolutely can. And can we plug these guys into it? Sure. But when you get plugged into their world, you're going to be on the farm, shit, ha, McGraw. And I would have liked to seen Big Man have to go help uh, uh, Papa Briscoe do some hay, and that's the guy you want on your hay team. He can be a fuck a huck and bail 20 yards if he wants to. 
uh, definitely the rabbits, George. I would have done, I definitely would have done a, a mice and men joke with him there. Um, but they, they could have got more out of that and hopefully they shot a bunch and they come back to it again. And there's more on there on, on, of them on the farm, just saying yes. And putting on the overalls was enough to get the gimmick over. So this is where wrestling gets it. And sometimes they don't understand what it is and how to call it out. And I agree lab rat. This was the best part of the show. It was character. It was entertainment. And it, it was seeing these guys in an environment and just saying yes to it. And we, we commit to the bit. Love it. That's all it takes, bro. That's all we're asking for in this shit. And they nailed it. It was fun. Uh, I got to believe Kevin Mario is going to be on YouTube. If you missed it, check it out. You guys, Ricky Starks takes to fight the juice Robinson, launching him in the barricade because why wrestle? Uh, but Robinson responds by gouging his eyes out of his opponent only for Starks at a backdrop. Classic guy gouged a backdrop. However, the bullet club gold star then sends Starks into the stairs hard, hard. Uh, but Starks then grabs uh, Robinson and climbs the stairs with him before he hits a body slam to the floor. And it was nasty, bro. He, he marched him right up the steps, dumped him, flapped, and just hit the floor like uh, some old hamburger meat. And then Starks poses and doesn't go grab him and throw him in for the cover. Me and Renee are like, cover him. Like, get him in the ring. You just fucking killed him. You just marched him up the stairs to show how strong you are, and he ate, ate shit. And we're worrying about posing, you know? So, hmm um but uh right hands uh stark spikes robinson with a ddt uh big splash but he gets his knees up uh then we're fine with cannonballs in the corners and hurricane ronis from the top rope robinson hits a lariat starks kicks out robinson chops uh, across the windpipe of starks oof but absolute fires back with a spear and rochambeau for the win so ricky starks up on the push here I like Juice Robinson, good camera work on the floor, facial-wise and stuff like that. The guy's got a lot of personality, and he cuts a good promo, too. So I hope they uh, highlight these guys. Maybe this is going farther, but that was a pretty you know clean win for Starks there, so I don't know what the heat is or if they're going to come back and do something off that. But <laughs> should have covered him. Should have thrown him in and covered him there. Me and we were both just like, what? He just killed him um after the march uh, after the march after the match jay white hits the ring jump starks but then uh, he reverses blade runner and goes for the rochambeau until robinson pulls white out and they retreat and shake shit away so he goes in to get heel heat gets it reversed on him but then reverses gets chicken shitted out it's like let's just do one thing hit it on him and get the heat your boy lost and you run in and get over on him. And then your boy can get in and get his heat back on him. And you leave him laying. And then you powder and go, uh-uh. Don't come to do it. Get cut off. Get outsmarted. And then chicken shit away. Like, you're doing three things when you could do one and get three weeks out of that instead. Okay, guys? Uh, MJF and Sammy Guevara was versus Jack Perry and Darby Allen. Before the match, MJF showing going into Jack Perry's locker room, telling him to think about what he could do for his career. All he has to do is betray Darby, and MJF says he isn't world champion material. He offers him a spot next to the throne, but Perry says he's looking for the crown, and he's the next world champion. However, Darby Allen then walks in and sees them talking together. This is all so middle school, bro. It's brutal. It's brutal to watch this shit right here. <sighs> 
we got no stakes, no pre-production, no great lighting, no real attempt at making this a real sport. It's all middle school. Will you sign my slam book? No. What did he write? Stay cool. Uh, Jack Perry starts out by drop kicking Sammy Guevara, and that leads to MJF and Darby Allen tagging in, and the world champion almost gets caught with a roll-up, and he sends MJF across the ring with a hip toss. MJF crawls away, and him and Guevara go discuss tactics after a poor start, but then MJF almost hits Guevara as Perry avoids him, and he and Allen then work together to drop the champion, but he kicks out. Then we start to the, everything starts to break down from what they've done, and this is playing out the scene of the game uh, in inside of uh, the match itself, where it looks like they're going to be on the same page doing tag team stuff, and MJF pulls up short on a dive, and then they're going to do something to to do tandem, and the other guy's not there when he when they hit it like that. So you see the seeds of discontent being sown, and now they've bloomed into this to the like. Why don't you have my back? Why don't you have my back? It's heel heel stuff. A heel heel match can be a lot of fun to work when you're, uh, I worked a match with it. They don't happen a lot, but the dirty vets uh, tagged against Congo Kong and I, and those guys are baby faces like Steve Austin, but they'll do dirty shit. Cause that's their gimmick and dirty vets. They can work heel, but uh, they're usually better as tweeners. And then when you got the twin terrors and they're doing what we do, um, like I, I remember getting down and biting the one guy on his calf and he grabbed my leg and started biting my calf. We didn't call any of that. That's just cheap heel heat. And we both start selling, grab the dude by the beard. He grabs me by the beard and tweaks it at the same time. There's a, those things are fun to do. They're, they're a lot of fun to have those opportunities and matches in a heel heel. So these games that they could be playing out are, are fun. And the babies can just kind of sit back and watch them implode because they know that their friendship is based on false premises of keep your friends close enemies closer. So, uh, big cross body, uh, you know, diving cross body is, uh, Darby manages to crawl across to his partner and uh, jungle boy comes in on the hot tag, starts throwing lariats that don't look like they can knock down most middle schoolers until the numbers game provides them to be too much, but he then drops both, with a double clothesline, and then that's followed by him diving out of the ring to plunge on to both guys. Uh, Luke Perry hits uh, the Tiger driver to Guevara, but he kicks out, and then Perry goes to the top rope. MJF grabs his boot. That allows Guevara to hit the Spanish fly because he does it at every match. It's got to be in there. Uh, there's double stomps, snare traps, but uh, things begin to break down between MJF as they both want the pin, and start to argue. This is where we should really break down. Pulling the other guy off. You pin him, pull him off. What the fuck you doing? Da, 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 da. That's good classic stuff. MJF slaps Guevara five bucks, who responds with a super kick. And his opponent takes advantage of that and hits the coffin drop. Uh, your winners are the baby faces, Jungle Jack Perry and uh, Dizarby Kickflip Allen. So, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Just uh, there's things that are main event, and these these would seeing these guys, man, is just tough to swallow as a main event. Even the battle royal had kind of more of a pop on it than this, and in the stories we're telling. And again, we're setting the show off with uh, Orange Cassidy. That's like week six out of ten, I think, that this guy's opened the show. So we're kind of going the well to the well one too many times, you know, with with some of the same tricks here. 
but I got a big shout out. Like uh, I think the chat room agrees. The Briscoe's farm stuff with uh, team Jarrett was just great character work and saying yes to that scenario. And uh, it was fun to see those characters in that setting, man. And uh, also to get to kind of go back home to the Briscoe farm was good for the, was good for the audience, man. It, it really, uh, those wounds are, are, are going to run deep for a long, long time, man. And uh, it's things like that, that I tip my hat to Tony Khan and Jeff Jarrett and those guys. It's not just that it's charitable. It's taking care of your friends and, and giving them the highlight they deserve. And just being there makes you think of Jay Briscoe in a, in a fun and positive light. And it keeps his memory going. And, uh, and those, and he would have loved to have seen those guys in overalls, man, doing that stuff. So, um, there's some things in wrestling that, yeah, they're great TV, but for the guys on the roster, hmm, that, that might be doing a lot more to let chicken know that they love them. And, uh, you know, Mark Briscoe and the family and, and keep them incorporated. They've done it with, uh, you know, with, with Luke Harper's family with negative one plenty of times. And, and Amanda, his wife, uh, you know, doing uh, a lot of work there at AEW dude. So that's when wrestling, uh, can do a lot for the fans, but when the guys need to come together and take care of their brothers, I like scenes like that, that can kind of cross over. I thought, I thought it was really good. Uh, so, um, Kevin Murray, was there ever a crossover of the Hardy compound and the Briscoe farm? No, but they're bringing back uh i think all the all the final deletion stuff and i would love to see that kind of crossover uh with senior benjamin and papa uh briscoe in there and get papa russo in there fuck it uh you know uh i I think that was i think that would be great to, to mix those background characters that are important to the backstory of the main characters and let them dude could you imagine Papa Briscoe and just Senior Benjamin like choking each other and they go through the like the shot of the scene like that's all it is and later they're ha- or even, they don't even have to do that they could they could get there but they start out having a beer with together watching everybody fight and shit like that but by the end they're going at it too there's there's tons of little small little things that's what I'm saying in improv when you start and I went on a big rant on this on Friday locker room. When you drop that pebble in the pond, it makes big ripples, but even the small ones can play out and be part of that world. And in one shot, it will give you a, a sense of satisfaction as a viewer in comedy and everything else that is so what we're searching for in the buzz of what we like in our entertainment. But you've got to play it to the height of its intelligence, even if it's a low level slapstick comedy bit, you know. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, those types of things are magic when they can happen. And I think both of their worlds with the right guys in it could pay that respect to it, whether it's the chicken farm or the Lake of deletion with a goddamn boat. That's got a name, (laughs) you know, there's tons and tons of stuff that we can, man. That's, that's, that's really great. Uh, who is this up there? Don't even watch, uh, Justin Campbell. I don't even watch wrestling anymore. Just here to support Ben. I mean, y'all out. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and thank you, anybody who's supporting us at uh, channelattitude.com, being a subscriber, or prowrestlingtees.com slash benhameen, or cameo.com slash benhameen, or horseshoegenetics.com for the best premium cannabis seeds on the market, man. So, and Patreon as well, .com slash hameen media group. I'm not going to do it. Fuck it. Don't be a stupid bitch. Well, I won't. 
um you know because the new episode of the consultants is out i'm going to be doing watch alongs of both my title wins and one i'm a little bit uh trepidatious to do but uh that's what makes it uh exclusive content because i'll be revealing some things that uh you know in a certain way hopefully that are constructive and uh so patreon is going to be interesting after i get back from ottawa in the next week and have some uh extra content and fun content for you guys to to check out hopefully i can get the whole royal rumble by then from immortal and uh we'll be doing big things we'll check out my students match as well on there and uh, and break it down what's going on with that so Oh, yeah. I reviewed Dynamite and half the time it takes to watch. And most shows at HMG are about an hour and a half to two hours at this point, some even longer than the shows themselves. But that's because we try and check out the headlines and talk about things that give um, not just an honest opinion, but punch things up, give our creative opinions. And hopefully, you know, maybe we can uh, inspire. You know, I know those a lot of the great clips that Kaz is putting out there. We have some every week seems like another WWE star is following us, man. So, you know, sometimes they're hot takes on things that we think are stupid and lackluster, but I always have been a lot of the time been trying to put things out there in the universe, uh, the wrestling universe for good brothers and good sisters that can be like, Hey, somebody's watching out for you and has your best interest in mind to want to see us succeed. And that's all we really want is to take the art form, no matter how goofy phony fighting is, uh, to the highest level that it can be. And we've seen it with the Usos uh, and the Bloodline and Sammy, and we've seen it with uh, the Mysterios. Uh, but that can be for everybody, you know? And I think we saw some of that at AEW last night. Absolutely. In that short two-minute scene. And it left me wanting more, big time. So uh yeah Allah, man uh, i plan on uh killing it this weekend hopefully not killing the town but uh look forward to uh, bringing back more stories from the road and obviously hanging with greek god papadon is always a highlight of my life as well and sideburns will be in the house so maybe we can chop him up nasty nick sullivan uh is gonna be there too so uh it'll be a great time in ottawa if you're a sap sucking moron with worthless money with a dead fake queen on it bring it and i'll slap you across your idiot face and you can go to tim hortons and cry about it uh over a, a maple donut or whatever you're eating today moron so uh y'all it's hacker hameen our punch in and punch out light the fuse as the countdown continues uh to more belts more titles more championship reigns whether it's the sons of allah or uh, in canada or an immortal we're going to be an immortal june june 3rd in uh, Westmoreland, which I may rename Middle East Moreland uh, instead. So, uh, but uh, y'all, uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys have a great week. And I'll be on tomorrow night for the SmackDown li- Live uh, self-help. Got to do it. Group. Group. Group watch along. And uh, we'll have some fun there before uh, we head to the great north. So, y'all, uh, infidels, you know who it is. It's Hacker Hameen, champion of them all. Did he say yes yet? Deuce, did he accept it? No? No? Did cock betting come up yet? All right. What's the over on eight inches, pal? Linda! Yeah. <laughs>